Welcome to the Demand Excellence Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jonathan Guest from Eagles Landing Christian Academy. Today on the show, I have Coach Eric Godfrey. He is the head football coach at 7A Parkview High School in Georgia. For those of you who know high school football, you know the name Parkview. Parkview was a powerhouse under Coach Cecil Flo, won three state championships in a row, was nationally known. Well, Coach Godfrey is getting Parkview back to that level. Last year, they went 11-1. They lost a tough game in the second round to Archer, but his offense produced 487 points last year, 40 and a half points per game. They have some of the best talent in the state returning. They expect big things this year, and that's what Coach Godfrey sit down and I sit down and talk about today. Before we get started, I wanted uh, to make everybody aware of a website that me and a few other coaches have created. It's called Redeem the Game, R-E-D-E-E-M, redeemthegame.com. It is to encourage and equip and even entertain uh, the Christian football coach. It's got articles on the first page, just current events, current news. Uh, and then there's resources for culture, for there's blogs, there's music, uh, all types of stuff that I think that the Christian football coach, the Christian leader would find very enjoyable and be able to use as a resource. If you ever find anything that you think should go on the website, it could be an article, it could be, coach, put this link on there, I can't believe this, or send me a little heading and, I, and I'll plug it in there. Uh, if you find something like culture, hey, you should have this on there, uh, just let me know and I'll put it on there. This is a resource for coaches. Uh, so anyways, let's get back to the podcast to interview Coach Godfrey. What a godly man he is. You guys are going to enjoy listening to him. Coach Godfrey, I appreciate it. Good luck to you, to you this year. I hope everybody enjoys the show. So, all right, Coach, you know, you and I have a mutual friend that we met through, and that's Tony Mack, Tony McIntyre. Uh, I think a lot of coaches out there will know Tony McIntyre. If you don't, it's worth getting to know him. He's probably one of the most energetic and entertaining uh, – I think he says he's 77. <laughs> and uh, But um, he's, he introduced me and you. He said, y'all are the same, y'all are the same. And what he meant is we're both Christians. Um, right, right. Yeah, so talk a little bit about – First of all, let us know who you are, Coach. Like, you're the head football coach at Parkview, so everybody knows that. But talk about um, how you got to Parkview, the, the coaching road that you went on. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll start all the way back from – and, again, you know, Eric Godfrey. I'm the, the head football coach at Parkview now. And uh, I actually, I graduated from Parkview in 94. I played football and wrestled there. I graduated from there. I actually, I played for Coach Flo. Uh, his, his very first year uh, was my senior year. Uh, and we had, we had a really big ordeal of events kind of going through Parkview, a former head coach who was who was actually, you know, murdered by his own son. That was happened the spring of my junior year. Cecil Flo was there. Cecil Flo came in with Chuck Mize my sophomore year. And that, that event happened, and it was, you know, pretty traumatic and all that kind of stuff. And we all wanted Coach Flo to be the head coach and uh, on the team. And, so, you know, he ended up he, – he became head coach. And then uh, so my senior year, he was my head coach. And then I got to play ball at Presbyterian College. Spent five years up there in Georgia. Had a great, you know, great another great season of life. 
And then Coach Flo hired me right out of college to come back to Parkview. And I had the honor to coach at Parkview from 99 to 04 and uh, had, you know, some great seasons and, uh, you know, a lot of great wins. And, and we won three state championships in a row when we were down here. And it was, you know, just it was, it was amazing times to be at Parkview and, you know, for football. And then I, I was blessed with uh, getting a head coaching job at a pretty young age out of Loganville High School. And uh, after five years of Parkview, I went and I was a head coach. And I was head coach out there for 10 years. And, and honestly, never thought I'd leave. I, you know, I, I loved it, really enjoyed it. And, you know, people always ask, you know, man, you know, when are you, you going to, you know, go back to Gwinnett? You're going to tell us that there's very, very few jobs that I would have, you know, left Loganville for. You know, I just really, enjoy, you know, great people and, you know, all the, you know, all those kind of things. And we were finding a way to win. And, um, and then, uh, of course, the Parkview job opens up. And, and really, honestly, is it my wife who really said, you, you've got to at least, you've got to at least interview, you know, put your name in and try to get interviewed or you'll regret it for the rest of your life. So sure enough, I did. And honestly, it was after the interview that I was like, okay, I really want to get, I really want to be a part of you. Um, and uh, I think I'd kind of forgotten just, you know, how great, you know, really, you know, Gwinnett football is. It didn't just part of you in the community where I grew up and lived. And uh, so I, you know, got, got very excited about it and then got blessed enough again to get the job. And um, so I really, I followed Cecil. There was, I played for Cecil. Uh, he was my head coach my senior year in high school. And then I coached with him for five years and I'm gone for 10 years. And, you know, he's the head coach this whole time. So, so here I am, you know, following a legend like Cecil Flo, you know, but, but it made good for a good transition because we got to talk a lot and work through it. You know, he's always been a great mentor to me. And uh, so, so here I am going on my sixth season here at Parkview. Talk a little bit about playing there at Parkview. Uh, that, that three-year run that they had is probably one of the best um, in, in Georgia high school football history. Uh, just talk about, the three that three-year run, your great players, and some things that you learned from Coach Flo uh, during that time process. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm gonna back up, kind of get to the three-year process because it's really neat ordeal. Really, my uh, my junior and senior year, when we went eight and two, eight and three, we kind of turned around because previous to that part, we had not been very good at football, and uh, so really we kind of made that turn, and then won the state championship in '90, made the state championship in '95, lost in the finals. And then won it in '97. What was neat about the '97 season? Uh, kind of start, started 0 and 2, and there was a boy here who was very special, who had a, uh, uh, you know, he, he had you know some kind of disease, you know, in, you know, growing up with it, and uh, he ended up passing away. And he was so passionate about Parkview football and Parkview baseball. And I, I played football with his older brother uh, while I was at Parkview. But he was so passionate about both both of them. He was such a just a strong believer in his family. Uh, you know, you know exactly where they stood with Christ. And uh, the funeral was actually on the baseball field uh, at Harvey High School. And hundreds of kids came to know Christ at the funeral. Wow. Um, you know, so here we are, he's sitting at Harvey High School. And all of a sudden, it takes an 0-2 Parkview start of a football season and turns around and wins 13 wins in a row, wins the state championship. And, uh, you know, that, that moment really stands out. I was actually in college during the time, but, you know, keeping up with Parkview and all the events going on, uh, it really stands out to me. I really do think it was a great shift in, in a total culture of a, of a school and of, of, of people and, um, you know, self-worth. And then ultimately, you know, you know, where Christ stands in our community and that kind of stuff. And so it was a really neat event. And, of course, from that time on, you, know, you talk about, a, like I said, just a great cultural flip for our, for our football program. And, so, you know, kind of leads into the 2000 season where, you know, like we did, we had a chance to win three in a row. And we had great football players. Uh, of course, and, and Coach Flo did such a great job of mentoring kids one-on-one. 
I, I always say that I, I'm, I tell everybody, I'm great in front of groups, man, you get one-on-one and he was the master of that. Uh, right. You know, he, he's definitely so much, so much better than I, than I was, you know, just getting kids one-on-one and, you know, pulling information out from them and, you know, just getting them to really lay their heart out and to really be vulnerable. I mean, he, he, he's, he's tremendous at it. And then ultimately supporting the kid and loving the kid and taking time with the kid. And, uh, so, you know, I learned a lot from him on that end. Like, they've always been, you know, groups are easy for me. And then, but you're getting to learn from him, you know, to, to take, you got to take kids individual one-on-one to, to really hear their heart, to really hear their passions, to, you know, to really help mentor them and, and take them to the next level where they need to be. And, uh, the court, and then all his organization in detail, all the way down from, you know, practice schedules to how we ran things in the summer to, uh, to letting coaches coach. That, that was a big thing I learned from him too, was everybody in his staff, they coached, you know, that they, they, he wasn't over there watching over and make sure they did this, that, and the other. And he hired them to coach and make sure he hired good people to coach. And, and, uh, and he let his coaches coach. And, uh, and we had a great time doing it too. You know, there was no dictatorship of, you know, Hey, I, I'm, I'm coach flow and you guys, you know, you can't do this, that, that, that you know, it was, you know, we all got to have, you know, great input and have a good time together and enjoy and laugh and, uh, and be serious, you know, in all those manners. And uh, I, I really think our connectivity as coaches and our unity as coaches and the kids seeing us enjoying each other really spilled down to the players. And the players truly enjoyed each other. And, of course, you got players like, you know, Jeff Rancor, who uh, you know, he could have walked around school and acted like he was the best thing ever because he was, but he didn't. Uh, right. you know, he was friends with everybody, always had a smile on his face. Uh, you know, so I'm another great Christian believer, you know, to come through, uh, through Parkview is, is Jeff. And, uh, but like I said, he, he was just your normal down to earth, you know, you know, he was, he was friends with all, you know, he didn't act like he was any better than anybody. And, uh, he always wanted to make those around him better. And like I said, again, talking about having a good time, he was not afraid to have a good time and enjoy himself, uh, in what he was doing. And so really that whole culture of all of that, our best football players, uh, were also our best kids. And, uh, that's, and I think that also, you know, leads to, uh, you know, great, great team chemistry and, and all those things. So it's like, I really did get to learn a lot from Cecil. And then in our staff, you know, I look back at our, our coaching staff at the time and it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of very successful head coaches out there now, whether it be football or wrestling or, you know, other sports that have really gone on to do some, some really great things that, that were on that staff. Absolutely. Coach. So now you're at Parkview and, you know, it's kind of like the Valdosta job. Everybody that gets the Valdosta job, they're waiting for them to resurrect the program to be like what it was. And I know you probably when you got there, you felt a little bit of that, like, okay, I got to, you know, I got to live up to three state, straight state championships because that's all, you know, talk about how you right. mitigate that a little bit and try to make a uh, park view your own and put your stamp on it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And you're exactly right. Matter of fact, I'm sitting in an interview and, and the principal tells me it's very important that we win football games at Parkview High School. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and I get it. It's true. And, you know, and, and ultimately, like, you know, we, we as coaches, you know, we want that and put that pressure on ourselves as well. But, uh, but as you said, to really, to really come back and grab it as our own, uh, really, I took uh, four, four uh, uh, standards that we kind of, that we stand on, we believe in, and implemented them from day one. And it's work hard be respectful, others first, and family. We break it down after every single practice uh, uh, with those four words, and we stress them to our kids. We talk about them. We believe in them. Uh, so, you know, so really kind of, you know, putting, you know, our stamp of exactly who we are and how you know, we might be a little different. Oh, we were doing those things in the past part of you, but I really wanted to put a, 
a, a stamp right in front of the kids and the kids to know it and repeat it and say it. Uh, and also our, our team mission statement, which is to become a good citizen who learns how to handle toughness and adversity with great maturity. And I just truly believe if we can, if we can teach our kids to become good citizens, to give back when they get, well, when they get out, if we can teach them how to handle toughness and adversity with great maturity, then they can become a great husband and a great father, a great worker, a great employee. You know, if you can handle those things, you can do those things because life is tough and, and you're going to have to handle adversity. And, and that's what I love about the game of football because it teaches all of those things. So before we really even get into uh, talking about winning the next game and everything else, we, we really do build and hinge on those things more than anything. And uh, and our kids, have they have bought into it. They've, they've truly bought into it. And um, that, that's, that's been one of the biggest enjoyments that I have around here. Yeah, you know, my own, and I, if you walk into my house, uh, talking about, you know, putting, I guess, you know, an Eric Godfrey stamp on, on part of you. If you walk into my house, I've been doing this with my kids since they were little. If you ask my kids what three things are important or will, will absolutely make dad and mom more proud of you than anything. Uh, and they'll say it's work hard, be respectful and follow Christ. Uh, it's those three things. It's not how many games they win, how many A's they make. If they'll do those three things, then mom and dad are more proud of anything. And uh, so really we've, we've carried that over into our football team with those. And the kids talk about all the time, you know, work hard and be respectful. And uh, it sure makes it easy to, you know, if a kid's not being respectful, hey, man, that's, that's not one of our core values. You know, either you're going to be respectful, you're not going to be around the team. And uh, our kids believe it and know it. And so, so being able to put that kind of a stamp on our program and then follow it up, of course, we got a lot of great athletes who, uh, who believe it and then they, they perform in the field makes it, makes it a blessing for me. Absolutely, man. Um, so, Coach, talk a little bit about um, expectations for for this year. Um, yeah, I know you got one of the best tailbacks in the state of Georgia, maybe the country, um, but you also play in probably the hardest uh, classification, Georgia High School 7A in the, in the world, in the nation. Um, so how do you approach – going into football season, you have high expectations. You're basically playing in the SEC. How, how, do you, uh, how do you handle expectations? How does your team talk about it, communicate it, and then how do you approach it each day? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, as soon as uh, – my team kind of snuck up on some people last year, and I, I think we surprised ourselves a little bit last year too. You know, we, we thought we'd be good midseason, late season, and uh, we came out and, you know, started out started out very well, which is which was great. But uh like you said, this year big target on our backs, a lot of returning players. Uh like you said, our running back Cody Brown is you know, he, he's a phenomenal running back and a phenomenal kid. Uh just kind of give you, you know, who this kid is. He he goes on Saturdays and goes and works at the park. Um he'll come out and help, you know, little kids that are our Rec League stuff. On uh, the Saturday he goes to Georgia's junior day, whatever it is, he goes to Georgia and gets an offer that morning that evening he's in the concession stand at the basketball game working the concession stand for whatever club he's involved in. Wow. And, uh, and that's just, and that's just the type of kid he is. And, uh, which is awesome. You know, so, so, you know, we obviously, you know, he's, he's a great one and a great football player. Um, so when it comes to those expectations, I kind of lead into this as soon as, you know, we had a, you know, one of the top 50 teams in the country came out and these other expectations, you know, quickly gathered our team together right there in the spring and, and let them know, you know, all, all these rankings and all these, uh, outside uh, uh, polls and everything that's putting all together, I said it, it doesn't make a difference in this in this fall season. Uh, so we have to take care of us, and we we have a very inward focus on Parkview football and getting ourselves better. Um, you know, we're just now getting to the point where we're starting to look at other teams and that kind of stuff, just because we're gonna have a great focus on Parkview. 
and uh and, and our kids really have they've done a great job of being humble about it and not saying a word about it so it's what them so we're not going to sit there and talk about what we're ranked what you know this person has what that person says we just got to work on us getting better every single day and uh and our kids really have that they have jumped on that and they haven't walked around with a arrogant thing look at me because because we all know i like you said man we play i mean phenomenal football teams our first five games of the season are uh are crazy playing you know, go to mountain view and then lounge and tiff and milton and norcross uh i mean all five of those teams could beat us and uh and i think our kids realize that too you know we kind of set the stage early as coaches on that mindset to you know make sure we're about part view and because uh, if we're not about part of you, then you know any of those teams can sneak up on us and beat us. You know, absolutely. And uh, so it's been good. Our kids have they've 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 been they've responded to it very well. So, coach, you know, uh, you and I were talking the other day, or texting back and forth, and you're in school, I'm in school. Uh, it, it, it's really challenging um, to try to do fall practice or you know preseason practice because you and i remember mm -hmm. we had two a days we had you know, had all those type of things in pads and stuff like that and now it's like they have to go to school all day then by the time they get out of school the only time we can practice is 345 to 7 but it's six thousand degrees uh <laughs> yesterday yeah. i got kicked off the field by the by the trainer because it you know the, the wet bulb said it was 92.3 and i'm like oh my gosh man and you know i'm trying right. to be i'm trying to relax you know like oh you god's in control <laughs> but uh <laughs> but i mean talk a little bit about that because it's challenging it it really is no you're right we're, we're we're i guess lucky and cursed with today is we all do so much all summer um, you know, it, it really takes away from some family time and opportunities for coaches to get away during the summer because we do so much. Uh, but at the same time, we run into the fall season, like you said, right now, we haven't had more than a two hour practice yet. Uh, so here we are, we got to get acclimated. And just like you said, because of, because of the weather conditions and wet bulbs and all that kind of stuff, we literally have not been outside for more than two hours since we've been in pads. And, uh, we, which like I said, gets frustrating, but because we've done so much all summer, because we've done so much, you know, condition our bodies and weight training, all that kind of stuff, I feel like mentally we're okay. Like we can go out and play a football game. But just as you said, physically, man, crap, we're going to be in the first half and we're going to be at halftime dragging because we only can, you know, practice for so long and right. so hard. And, you know, you got to have this break here and that break there. And uh, it's, it's hard to really get acclimated and truly test the body. And that, that part really is frustrating. Uh, something that, like that on our end as coaches, we would try to push our kids hard. Look, guys, we got two hours. We need your 100% absolute effort, every single snap, every single rep for two hours. We're going to be on and off the field in a hurry. And, uh, and again, for the most part, you know, kids respond well. And like I said, in the heat, man, I, the heat almost got me yesterday, man. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> hot. <laughs> really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I know, man. I can always tell. I tell her, I was like, I know whether it's the wet bulb or not by how I'm sweating. And yesterday, I'm like, I'm not sweating right. enough. <laughs> but the day, the day right, before, I was right. sweating like crazy, and she never called it. And I was like, I don't understand. That's right, right. <laughs> but, uh, no so, yeah. So, yeah, it's really challenging. And it's just, you know, you're right. You know, we have to do more in the summer. And that's where, you know, I was talking to some coaches back in the spring, and we were talking about should you do spring practice, should you not do spring practice. Well, now for those schools, not every school out there has to start like August 1st, like we had to start. But for those schools right. out there that have to start early, spring practice is critical because for me anyways, 
because you get so you get those padded practices that you, that you wouldn't get. So here, here's what I'm saying. In the summer, we get to work our skill guys a lot, but we don't right, get to right. really necessarily work our linemen. And, and football is a physical game, but you get to do that during spring. Yep. Um, you know, talk a little bit what you think about spring practice and what you're trying to accomplish when you when you have spring practice. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and you hit it on the head. We're uh, we're not spending much time doing pass game and uh, skill work, all that kind of stuff. We we like you said, we want to be physical and let those big boys go to work, and because uh, you can't replace pads, uh, you know. So like I said, if we get ten days in the spring, and like you said, we try to take the most advantage of as possible and continue to get work and getting us better. But like you said, we we start school so early, so it's not like we have a lot of practices to work up to for depth charts and figuring out who can and who can't. So we're trying to figure out in spring practice too who can and who can't up front and uh, and be physical um, on that end. So, so spring practice, like just as you said, is very important to us because we're all in the summer and like you said, we're going to work skill kids and all that kind of stuff. Being able to do some paddy camps in the summer has been tremendous as far as being able to be physical and see some stuff up front and get a lot of reps and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but still, like I, I'm with you. We will continue to do our 10 days of spring practice and because uh, we're just like you. We start school early and we can't do two-a-days and uh, and then, as you said, we're only on the field two hours because of the heat or, uh, you know, whatever it might be. So uh, that spring practice is crucial for us. And just where we are, we're looking for, for depth charts, looking to see who can be physical. And ultimately, too, we want to we, – we try to go into – after our spring practice, evaluating our kids, let them know going into June, hey, uh, you need to work on ABC. I, uh, I, David, you need to work on ABC. To give them some markers and some goals, I really need to improve and work on this for the month of June and then reevaluate in June and see if we can get in July. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Coach, you know, talk a little bit about, um, you know, going into football season. You're kind of – you know, you know your schedule. You, you know, I think one of the big things is, is, I mean, as we're practicing right now, I think everybody's number one goal is, is you know, you got to be physical, but then right there with the number one goal right beside it or maybe on top of, is it, of it is can't get anybody hurt. You know, like you want to be physical, right. but yeah. you can't get your running back yep. hurt. And, um, right. you know, so um, as you go into football season, you're looking down your path, you see open weeks. How do you handle an open week? Um, to, is it a real physical week for you or is it a recovery week? Because football season's so long. How do you handle those? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a recovery week for us. Absolutely. I kind of go through our routine. On Mondays, we don't even put our varsity on the field on the like if we have a our bye week, we don't even put the varsity on the field that on a Monday. We'll do straight film. Uh, we'll do film for about an hour and a half, two hours. We work out every day. That we work out every morning, Monday through Friday. Even on game day, we do a light game day workout. So we always have, we always call that practice one in the morning. All right, it's just straight weight room, and then and then like in after school uh, that Monday, it's just it's just film only. We're doing film and meetings. We don't do anything on their legs, you know, nothing outside. And then, uh, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we will practice. Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, we'll, we'll be, you know, we'll be a little more physical, but we're we're still. It's it's a shorter practice. It's not real long. It's uh, it's pretty much. It's primarily focused on us, on uh, just us improvements. We need to improve from the previous games, all that kind of stuff. And then that Thursday is an even lighter practice, and and we'll work on the next opponent. So, you know, for the, for the following week, whatever it might be, we'll do some, some walkthrough stuff. And uh, it's like this, so Thursday's even lighter. So we really do treat that whole week as, uh, 
as a recovery week. I said that Monday is self-evaluation film of us playing, and then we get all the way to that Friday, and we don't get on the field on that Friday either. We'll do a scout film of the, the following opponent on that Friday. So really we're on the field three days, and only two days are uh, actual physical contact, and that third day is more of a, a mental day on the field. What is your process on the weekend? So you have a game Friday night. The next Friday night you're going to have a game. You know, how does you and your staff break down film, and do you have the kids come in over the weekend? What is your philosophy on that? Right, yes. yes. I, because we're all so busy, I, I try to tell all my coaches that Saturday, go beat your family. You know, try not to come up here. Uh, tell Brewster Club members, you know, try not to contact anybody on Saturdays. You know, let's, let's let our coaches have some time with families. Now, saying that, we all break down film on Saturdays too. Right, right. Uh, you know, like we, we at, least, at least we'll huddle, we can do it from our house. That's you right. Know, at least see our kid run around, you know, see your kid run around, whatever it might be, and <laughs> interact with them. So, uh, so we do spend time on Saturdays, you know, breaking down film. Uh, so we come in Sundays, it's, it's prepped and ready. Uh, but, but ultimately, I try not to get anybody to come up here on Saturday. You know, y'all stay away, you know, stay with your families, all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, so everybody has their own little responsibility of breakdown. So each defensive coach uh, might have this part to mark up or this game, whatever it might be. So it's not overwhelming for any one person. And then uh, we come in on Sundays. We start at 1.30 on Sundays uh, so everybody can go to church and, uh, you know, be with their family and do lunch with their family, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, 1.30 we'll do special team straight from 1.30 to 2. Just our, and it was not even of the next opponent, the special team of our, our eval of the previous week's special teams. And then at 2 o'clock we bring the kids in at 2. And uh, we'll do pretty much 2, uh, two to two to 3.15 with our players. And so we'll do about an hour and 15 minutes of film, and we'll break up offense, defense, and uh, do the and – it's, and it's just the game from Friday night. It's all self-evaluation, going through, you know, improvements got to make, all this kind of stuff uh, for that hour and 15 minutes. And then we send the kids home, and then our coaches get back to work, and we go till, you know, dark 30. It's, it's, what's nice on Sundays, we got a, we got a mom's club that's great, and they'll, they bring us dinner on Sundays. And uh, so we all get to eat dinner together and fellowship. And that's when we talk about awards and improvements and personnel, all that kind of stuff around the dinner table. And then, uh, and then if we got more work to do after dinner, we go back and break back up offense, defense, finish up our work, and uh, roll into Monday. That's awesome, man. Um, so, last question I'm going to ask you, Coach. I know it's football season, and and you got you're busy, and and I'm busy. What? So you know. I'm, Christian football coach, talk talk to us about you you know you becoming a Christian and how that impacts you as as a football coach, as a husband, as a dad, as a father. Talk about that with us a little bit. Yes, okay, absolutely. I say, and and that's the the biggest thing for me. And and I know too when I'm when I'm studying my Christian walk and everything. When when I have a peace, and and that's again how I know you know God is real to me because He really supplies a peace that surpasses all understanding. You know, I, I, I don't get it. Uh, but the peace that uh, that he gives during a season, during life's events, it's when I start getting too much in control and wanting to control this, when the stress levels jump, when uh, I'm worrying about things that I can't control. Uh, you know, basically I get pretty unscriptural, if you will, right. and unbiblical and start, start stressing and worrying about and controlling everything. And then uh, it's a constant reminder to me, okay, well, you know, you know, you know get back right. You know, rely on God. It ain't about you. It's about Him. And then, so that—that's for me personally. You know, just the the peace that He uh, supplies. But uh, but then with our players too, 
just knowing there's a bigger picture for them. Um, you know, nobody likes to lose, and I can't stand losing either, and I'm miserable all weekend if I do lose. But knowing in the end uh, that football is not all there is, uh, that, you know, this is a time of life and a season of life that we're going to enjoy and, and learn great things. Uh, but, but I have a lot of peace about that as well. And for our players, it really does. It, it, it's more motivating for me to know if I don't show up, then something great spiritually might not happen in their life. Uh, and I need to show up every day, you know, with the right attitude, with the right mentality to, to work as for the Lord and not as for men. And, uh, and may that reflect among our kids. And, uh, and we've been able to do huddles with our group. We'll have 60 football players that will go meet at somebody's house uh, all season long, one, uh, once a week, all season long. You know, different, they'll have different houses set up for like 12 to 15 kids. And about 60 of our football players uh, go and join those and do those things. And uh, so it's a great time of reflection for them on that end. Um, and we, we had, we always have 40 something kids that always go on a church camp, uh, late in July all together. And, uh, you know, those things, those things have really shaped our culture into what it is and the kids truly believing and work hard, being respectful of others first and family. And, uh, like I said, knowing those things are going on, we're making a difference in kids' life and, uh, we, you know, inviting people to lead, you know, lead devotions and just getting people around our kids that are great, uh, great mentors of Christ, you know, followers of Christ, and they can see those, you know, in their lives. Uh, when I discipline and punish a kid, honestly, I, I, I'm thinking about the spiritual life just as much as I am Absolutely. physical punishment, if that makes yeah. sense. Yes. And because, uh, yeah, because we can sit and run a kid and discipline a kid all you want to, but if he's not going to change his spiritual life, he's going to keep making the same physical <clears throat> dumb mistakes. And uh, so really – I, I think it's really helped me too and, and our teammates to, to really become, uh, I guess, more intimate with each other and really to get to know each other. Cause uh, you know, in the end it's a, you know, it's a spiritual battle and uh, we know what's going on in their life. And uh, you know, just the other day I got to, you know, a kid, you know, was on the field and he was pretty you know emotional and he's a great football player. And uh, we got to talk a little bit on the field and then afterwards, you know, I sent him a text, told him I'm praying for him. And, and you know, his response was, I, you know, I wasn't expecting it. It was great. You know, and, all I said, and I was legit praying for him. I says, hey, man, I'm just praying, praying for you. And, uh, and, and man, you know, kids need that. I mean, we need that. Coaches need that. Right. And uh, the, very, the very next day, he looked like a new kid. You know, almost like, you know, I'm not saying a new believer, but almost like a new creation in Christ. You know, it was just yes. like it was, you know, somebody totally different. And uh, so, so all, all of those things really are important. And then, and then in the end, again, that gives me peace when – do pray for a kid. All of a sudden, I have a lot more peace. And uh, those things are out of my control, and that's why I know, you know, that, that, that there is a God in heaven. No doubt. You know, Coach, you're talking about when you get away from uh, being in God's Word and walking with the Lord and abiding in Christ, uh, the flesh starts to take over, which is worry, stress, mm -hmm. anxiety. And I promise you for, uh, I don't know, ever, ever since the, this year, uh, that's how I lived football season, stress, worry, anxiety. It's just constant. And I didn't even – And so this year my goal is is like, all right, nothing is going to stress me out. I'm not going to worry about the things I can't control. Uh, and, and this morning right. I was sitting there watching film and I was thinking about practice, all this kind of stuff, and I, I wrote down the word unflappable. And, and it really is – what I want the players to, to represent and what I want myself to represent. So even in defeat, we can still have a good weekend. And uh, that's right. That, 
and I'll say this, like, I remember a few years ago, and I'm not saying, I don't know, you, you probably know Dabo Sweeney way better than me, but, like, I don't know him from anything, but, you know, we, we see him on TV. Seems like a good guy. Right, sure. And, um, yeah. they, they, you know, they win the national championship. The next year, they're supposed to win the national championship. They get beat by Syracuse, which was a bad loss. That's an embarrassing loss. At the end of the day, you know, they're not supposed to lose to Syracuse. The next day, now, if that was me, I'd have locked myself in my house for 48 hours. Yes. The next next day, he's at Alabama for a big uh, alumni event or whatever, I guess, his graduating class. He's smiling. He's having a good time. I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that. I I want that. Like, I want that. I want to be able to Mm -hmm. get beat and still have joy uh, the next day. And and the other thing, too, is, man, I want my – so I want this. I want my players, when they make a mistake – all right, dude, don't put your head down. Don't sulk. Man, let, let's play the next play. That's what we say, right? But here I am. When right. we beat, I got my head down all weekend. <laughs> so That's pretty good. I haven't even thought about that manner, but you're exactly right. You're exactly right. But uh, uh, well, I, I got the same thing. I want to crawl in a hole and not see anybody, not talk to anybody. And, uh, and that's not who we are in Christ. You're exactly right. <laughs> I know, man. So that's that's my like my number one focus. I want to win football games this year, man. But like I'm striving for joy in the process. And the process sometimes you lose in the process. You know, it's like I, I was talking right. to the Milton coach back in January. Well, they they lost a few games early. And um, right, yeah. You know, Heard County yep. coach. I think he started 0 and 2 last year. Wins the state championship. He lost two games by 30 points. Um, right, and then win it all. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we just got to we just got to keep working and, and keep a smile on our face and trust the sovereignty of God. Which, like you said, man, a lot of times yeah. we know it's true. We just don't trust it. <laughs> right. Yep. No, not at all. Yep. Nope. You're exactly right. Well, you're coach. Exactly right. Coach, man, I appreciate you, man. And if you don't mind, I'd like to pray for us as we end. Yeah, please. Thank you. Lord, coming for you today, just want to praise and thank you for loving us, Lord. First and foremost, we praise and thank you for dying on the cross for our sins so that we can have eternal life. Um, and Lord, I, pray, I praise and thank you for Coach Godfrey, what he's doing there at Parkview and how you are using him to impact lives. Lord, we all want to win football games, but Lord, it is so encouraging to talk to coaches who know that it is about so much more than winning a football game. Lord, a thousand years from now, no football game is going to matter, but how we use this game is going to matter. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would bless Coach Godfrey and, and part through this football season, Lord, and uh, Lord, that you would give them exactly what they need to grow them in Christ, Lord. And we pray for a great football season too, Lord, and that they win football games and they maximize their ability. We pray you keep them injury free and uh, let's pray for the community of Parkview Lord that uh, you would just continue to pour out your spirit upon them Uh, Lord we love you and we Mm -hmm. praise you in Jesus name amen hey coach I appreciate it man yeah thank you so much congratulations on your success as well and appreciate you do man yes sir good luck this year thank you you too Right side.